Welcome to Rewire Your Attachment Style. This is Maya Diamond, and today I'm really excited to talk to two incredible humans, Brandilyn B. Clay and Charles Clay. Welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yes, thank you. So happy to be here. So I'm going to introduce them briefly before we dive in. Brandilyn is an intuitive coach and energy healer and believes it is our human birthright to naturally experience love, pleasure, ecstasy, and bliss in everyday life. She is devoted to creating vibrational harmony in the soul and psyche. She bridges the gap between modern psychology and ancient healing traditions to help people clarify their truth and fully embody their soul. She utilizes an array of tools rooted in neuroscience, psychotherapy, sound healing, ritual, and energy medicine. So welcome, Brandilyn. And Charles Clay is a men's empowerment coach, dynamic speaker, published author, and founder of M-Powered Men's Group Training and Mastermind. He offers powerful and playful practices for moving through fear, releasing resistance and stress to activate your zone of genius and build the confidence to share your greatest gifts. His path from tragedy to triumph and extensive training in the healing arts has allowed him to offer a series of high-level upgrades to unlock human potential. So welcome. So, so happy to be here. And we have You're hearing this amazing being in the background. Welcome. Baby Sophia. (laughs) Baby Sophia. Yeah. Baby girl. (laughs) Yeah. So, so beautiful. So, yeah, I would love to just start with hearing um, how did the two of you meet, whoever wants to share, both of you. Beautiful. Well, I had been calling in my king for a few months and that was a beautiful process um, of like just very deep soul searching and getting super, super clear on what I wanted and doing a lot of rituals and visualizations and holding that vision and that intention so strong for myself to believe, to fully believe in a kind of love that was beyond what I'd ever known or beyond what mm-hmm. I'd ever experienced. Wow let go of a lot of the relationships that weren't it and got my field super clear um, for calling him in. And we actually first met in the astral plane when I was at Domenhor, this spiritual community in the Alps of Italy. Hmm. And I had a dream that I was like fully penetrated by the colored turquoise. I saw this view in the dream of the ocean overlooking the rocks. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in my journal that as soon as I woke up, I was like, I felt my king make love to me. I was completely enveloped in his turquoise light. And um, wow. having these interesting experiences where I'd start to feel like um, just a natural boost of endorphin release, a natural kind of euphoria. Um, in the middle of the day and it was like our antennae were like connecting to each other energetically across the world before we we met in physical form wow and then I came home from Italy and I just kind of like released it you know I'd set the intention I had stayed the vision and final that final step of manifestation of letting it go fully yeah. like bring it fully really happened for me and became really unattached to whether I met him in a month or in three years. And then we met in a month (laughs) after that. So um, I think that that's important to remember because it's an easy step to manifesting that we can forget. um, Totally. 
surrendering it. It's one of the hardest ones for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So we had been, had mutual friends on Facebook mm-hmm. and his name had come up a few times oh. and, and I like kept seeing this recognition, this kind yeah. of soul recognition, like, Oh, like, look at that light warrior, you know, and he was in San Diego. I was in San Francisco. So, um, we connected on Facebook initially and and then we spoke on the phone and our very first phone call was like crazy. It was just so deep. It was like a whole hour of feeling like we were keeping up on just this incarnation, but we knew each other from the rest. And we just talked about like our most transformative experiences and went really deep, really fast. And um, I remember just that phone call being like so powerful. And I was really clear with him. I I expressed that I was looking for my king and that I wanted to become a mother and that I wasn't really looking to call in more friends and I wasn't looking for something. (laughs) I love that. You know? Yeah. All that and like yeah, I was like, and I you know I like to be really clear, yeah, um, conscious and respectful of both of our time and both of our energy. Totally busy girl. Totally, I would like to know what your intention is. Yeah, yeah. And then he responded and was like, "I'm calling in my queen, and I want to have a family." And I was like, "Great," you know. So it was a beautiful really clear communication way to like um know where, where we both were at and to be like starting it off as something very real you know yeah. from the first conversation and and it was aligned for us because that those words would only resonate right <laughs> with right certain people yeah. yeah yeah being direct and really clear kind of has always been like my way and mm-hmm honest radically honest um and not like doing the thing that you know I hear some of my sisters sometimes doing of like doing it or waiting or just thinking about it too much you know yeah yeah so then after a week of phone conversations that were like um, talking for an hour each night um I flew down to San Diego and we met in person and we he picked me up from the airport and we just walked right towards each other and started making out. Like we didn't even exchange one word. It was just like, like this chemistry and he got in the car and he had, he got picked up some food for me. And there was just really like, I think I'm home. Like, you know, like, huh. It felt so evil. The first beginning, like easeful was my big key word. Just like, wow, this is like, it was so harmonious. So joyful and so easeful so it just um you know yeah first day we met as our uh, day of our anniversary like we we became Mm -hmm. a couple as we met you know right wow yeah anything you want to add that was a lot but anything you want to add such a beautiful story I love hearing this (laughs) yeah no just the cliff notes from my end yeah I was um, releasing, doing a ton of inner work to release old patterns and noticing, you know, yeah. what kept coming up in my experience with dating. And totally. I finally, you know, got to say no to that and do some of the deep inner work to unravel some of the layers. And that helped me get really clear on what it is I do want. And, yeah. And, you know, years before that, I had quit porn and mm-hmm. one of the positives to that was that my visualization got super clear oh, wow that old pattern and so taking space for myself and like really fully fulfilling my energetic sovereignty was a real important step in, in getting clear and then I was you know into some tantric practices and sending her sexual energy and um and and really connecting to her through pleasure in the energetic state wow. is from this relation and feeling of her with, without even meeting her physically yet. So it was um, very esoteric and yet yeah. like this um, meeting and then um, turquoise has always been my color. So <laughs> I was on the ocean in Encinitas at the time. So it's just funny how it all 
kind of aligned and um yeah <laughs> yeah and then you came and visited mm-hmm. in Encinitas and um we got to enjoy the ocean together and it's like playful like dolphins yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Have the exact view from my dream overlooking mm. the ocean like a cliff with rocks wow wow big turquoise buddha tapestry mm. over his bed so <laughs> Feeling the dream that I'd had, you know, a month and a half ago. So strong. Yeah. Wow. It is beautiful. There was such a strong, like, just knowing for both of us. Like, the intuitive clarity was so clear with with our soul connection. And that's that's such a gift. And I love to remind my sisters who are, like, looking for love and yearning for love all the time but like that intuitive knowing is out there it's waiting for you and, and you're it's gonna find you if you're going to experience you know yeah yeah it's amazing how many stories there are of people meeting first in the dream world or the astral plane and um i think yeah it's another example of exactly listening to your intuition really paying attention and then that first conversation normally would have like had me running for the hills. Like, wow, we just met and you're talking about wanting to get married already and you want kids eventually. And instead it was so refreshing. It was just like this, man, we don't need to mess around. Like we were just playing yeah. it out. We just shared authentically and it was just really refreshing and, and super aligned. And so it was like catching up from this lifetime. On- Beautiful. And so, Charles, you mentioned, um, like, Pat, you know, that's my specialty is helping people shift their unhealthy patterns in love and finding healthy, loving relationships. So I'm curious if each of you could share just a little bit of what you saw as your previous patterns before in terms of what you would attract or choose and what's, what shifted that. Yeah, prior to Brandilyn, I was... Um, noticing the pattern of basically the the unconscious healer i was you know came into some of my healing gifts um really powerfully and so i would be a damsel in distress that was beautiful and there was a deep connection there and so we would um you know explore that and then i always had this kind of like knowing that it wasn't the one though Uh Uh and i would express that and be very clear about you know, that, um, yeah. So it was kind of like, uh, oh yeah, I can, I can help this beautiful soul, you know? And, and so I kind of dove into that, yeah. and that pattern for quite a while without the, the conscious awareness of it and, and wondering why I could only get to this level of intimacy and then, you know, kind of bottom out. And so I knew I wanted more and I kind of had that like one toe out the door you know, I always had like an exit strategy. And, and so yeah. and I'd be honest about that. And, and that was um, super healing for me to get to share that as my truth. And, yeah. and um, it wasn't fully serving me. It wasn't like what I wanted until, um, you know, I remember, and it was like around the same time, um, I was taking that time with myself, like dedicated, you know, I'm going to, just focus on me for a while after dating for a long time so I could take a step back and get the eagle eye perspective of what kept showing up and why. And I've uh, been, did some deep um, inner healing process around that, that I call the inner peace process. It's super simple and profound. And, and then, um, and then of course the universe is like, are you sure that's what you want? And <laughs> at the beach and met this amazing you know, goddess that's surfing and then we watch the sunset together and then go on a spontaneous um, dinner date. And, and as I'm listening to her, I'm like seeing it right before me, my eyes, like she's sharing about her trauma and how she, her man left her and she had to move from New York and all this stuff. And I'm like, it, it hit me. Like, it's like, wow, this is, even though my biology is very attracted to her and, and I, um, you know, could help her in these ways. Like, that's not ultimately serving me. And so that was, mm. you know, shared like, hey, this is one of her things was, you know, she's like, all the men I meet, they just want to sleep with me. And, and um, you know, I keep getting hurt. And so, you know, mm. I, like, 
you're very attractive and I'm not here to sleep with you. In fact, um, this might be the last time we see each other. Like I, this has been really nice and um, I'm calling in this. You're on a deep healing journey here. And so this is beautiful. And that literally it was like not even a couple of days after that, that Brendan connected. Um, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And then I see that um, throughout life too, when we're saying okay to the maybes. Yeah. And, uh, kind of, yeah, sure, why not? Let's do it. Instead of like using the art of discernment and then you know, next level opportunities open up that are the plump yes. That, like, exactly. The body yes. And so, totally. Lesson for me. And, and now, you know, I don't settle for anything besides the plump yes. Yeah. Um, I love that. I that's such a big part of my work, and I love the uh, piece around. Especially, I think so many of the people I work with are like us healers, empaths, highly sensitive, and um, super giving. Right? When you're an empath, you just naturally give because you feel so deeply. And so, I love what you said about like what's really ser- what's really going to serve me. And so you just you were really calling in a partner that was going to, you know, uplift you that you could also uplift. And so, and so by saying no, exactly that, that high level of discernment to this wonderful person that you knew was also a little bit your pattern, you created that space. And it's that level of discernment is, it can be challenging, but it is so, so powerful. Yeah. I'd love to hear from you, Brenda. Yeah. Um, I I feel a lot of similarities to what Charles is expressed mm. of like when I was dating I would already know before I met the person that it wasn't it but I would still go out to dinner anyways and just like oh we'll see what it's about oh I'll meet this person maybe it could turn into a friendship so um, for me like there was continuing to put my energy towards those connections that were not an intuitive 100% yes Mm -hmm. that really shifted for me was like saying no to anything coming into my field you know for about four months before we met of just like keeping it pristinely clear without any distractions yeah you know pursuing other kinds of relationships that I wasn't even fully wanting yeah that was a big one for me um and I think with my relationship history I used to get attached to the person because I wanted to take care of them because I'd see that they needed some kind of healing and I would want to be the person who could create that kind of healing so with some of my past significant partnerships um the more like of the wound that became exposed mm-hmm. in my partner and in both of us in the relationship, the more attached I'd get. Cause I like want, I was in grad school for psychology and I was knowing myself as a healer and I was like wanting to bring that gift that I have inside to the relationship. And right. it, it was toxic, you know, it was like toxic to be attached from that place. And yeah, Try to heal another person's wound, which was just clearly not my work to do. Um, right. So getting really clear on on that with myself, on what my work is for myself, what my responsibility is for my own spiritual transformation and my journey and what it's not. Yeah. I started seeing clients and stuff in my mid-20s and the boundaries came into place and got really clear also. And I was like expressing that aspect of myself. But I wasn't trying to bring it into my relationships anymore. Right. Was, yeah. Sovereignty, you know, like really having clarity of my own energetic boundaries, yeah. my own management of my energy yeah. and being able to like um, have clarity on that in myself on a daily basis, on a daily practice of fully claiming and owning all of my energy um, felt like the biggest thing. Like, I feel like the way that I had claimed sovereignty in myself was completely necessary to 
being able to even get to the point where I was ready to like call in my king because um, in my past, I experienced relationships where the man would be possessive or there would be jealousy or all these things where I would fall into like a defense pattern. And in that moment, I wasn't totally sovereign. I was sure. like, um, you know, trying to cater to the other person's view or something. Um, so that's like the key ingredient, I think, like really feeling that full place of sovereignty, such deep in loveness with myself and such deep care. And um, just like, I've got this, you know, like having financial independence, creating my own businesses, just this like radical self-sufficiency and independence and sovereignty um, and experiencing that for a while was like what even made me feel ready for mm, mm, beautiful for that I just wasn't ready you know? yeah yeah exactly yeah and so can you I love the word sovereignty I'm curious if you could share what that word means to you yeah sovereignty to me means having the full governance and ownership of the fullness of my being, of my energy, my body, my mind, my spirit, mm. and my heart. And also, I view sovereignty, you know, as an energy healer, as having my own field. So my essence, my life force energy, my auric field, so full of my own vibration, so full of my soul's energy, that there's not really for anything else like we live in a world so full of energy so we can take on some of other people's energy very easily especially yeah. if we're doing work with clients they're <laughs> coming to us for that it's easy to take a little bit of that energy into ourselves as we're trying to like transform or transmute it and so having mm -hmm. sovereignty to me is having my full energetic body completely full of my highest vibrational medicines, which would be my life force energy, the earth energy, you know, and Kundalini. And so in my meditation practice, my practice is to always be fully resetting mm -hmm. my body to be in this mode of, of sovereignty, to not have any energetic cords, energetic leaks, openings where things are getting in that aren't meant to be there. Nothing that doesn't belong to me yeah. and my being and, and um, not having anything that doesn't um, serve my highest light. Yeah. So constant clearing, you know, constant like puja or inner purification um, with just being in, in the world, you know, on planet Earth. Exactly. Right. And all of this chaos. Um, so that's how I experience and like maintain sovereignty as a practice, sovereignty in action, you know? Yeah. So, so huge. Um, I'm curious, how do you, um, I notice for me, I find it's a little bit easier to maintain that when I'm single than when I'm in a relationship. And so I'm curious now kind of diving into the relationship right now with you guys, I'm curious, like, how do you maintain your sovereignty as well as your practices? Like, as you're, like, living together, raising a family, like, do you have separate bedrooms, things like that? Like, what are the practical pieces that you notice really help maintain that, like, individual identity and the together identity? One thing is that comes to mind quickly is just that we give each other a lot of space. Like, we're both very independent beings and so when he's like, I'm going to go do this, I'm like, go. And yeah. then I really savor having the house to myself. And yeah. um, we both really get each other in terms of mm. the independence that we both have and value and the freedom that we yeah. both have. Yeah. Um, so there's a really deep trust that, that comes from, in our relationship from that mutual understanding, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And to be honest, like having had a baby that's five months old and who's this most incredible angel in our life, my whole definition of sovereignty has changed not only in relationship, but yeah. light of motherhood because yeah. now we are one, like this little yeah. baby on my body all the time and it's, it's heaven on earth. And I've had to really adapt to know how to give myself the time to meditate or the time to um, work on myself energetically, like in the flow of the chaos of life. Like sometimes doing the dishes or folding the laundry is that moment that I have to take my energetic reset. And so um, all the practices I did before partnership and before yeah. mother served me now, because now when I have only five minutes to like right. give medicine I need to reset, then I make the most of those five minutes. I would say like at least on a weekly basis, I call my energy back to myself and gift his mm -hmm. energy back to him. If we're ever mm -hmm. starting to feel a little bit in each other's fields, you know, neutral separation, mutually separating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm sure we're all aware of the, the love languages. It's really big now. Yes. Uh, I love it. I love the love language. Five. I believe there's a sixth <laughs> and the sixth is distance. Mm -hmm. Allowing that space happen organically in that and i feel like um she she knows that that's valued a lot with me and that i can fill my cup in a short amount of time with my in you know with that quick nature hike or my rituals and so that totally. with me and, and um <clears throat> and yeah just like my um rituals and practices that always bring me back into alignment and full sovereignty and, and with a baby and a family and a puppy, like <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's more like a Jedi ninja training. You know? yeah. like meditations are sometimes, you know, while I'm doing the dishes and focusing on, focusing on presence and breathing in divinity and source and breathing mm. in. And so it's a, it's a dance. It's like making life a ceremony. I just wanted to add, I think that there's like a difference to the energetic of our relationship that helps um, serve our sovereignty of that easefulness. Like, right. I, had a, I remember in my past when I called in a relationship, I called in transformation with the relationship and I called in processing and I called in, some tumultuous energies that were transformative. I learned a lot about my shadow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and with falling in relationship, I would visualize dolphins. Mm -hmm. I would want a joyful, playful, easeful, harmonious yeah. kind of energy we want in our homes to raise our babies in, you yeah. know? Very different from those deeply karmic yeah. soul contracts. Yeah. So, I feel like that intention from the beginning of the kind of relationship I wanted um, really has served our sovereignty because we both feel like the fullness of ourselves can be here. Right. Unique expression with each other of telling each other our deepest fantasies, the kind of things that you, most people wouldn't actually tell their partners. You yeah. Know? Yeah. We really value having permission for that even if it's if there's a trigger or if something comes up from it like being able to show the fullness of ourselves right because it's a part of you that yeah it's a expression yeah and I felt that from Charles from the beginning that he it did he just wanted me to fully shine he yeah. loved me fully shining like me at my fullest velocity in a room at an event was like brought him so much joy and him shining it wasn't at all like he was intimidated by that light or like wanted to keep it for himself he loves for me to share my light with the world and yeah. that just gives like having that mutual feeling with each other gives us both so much permission to just like feel the fullness of ourselves yeah with each all parts welcome all parts can be here um, where I don't think I ever had a relationship before where I really felt that way. Yeah. You know? Wow. Wow. That's so beautiful. And so 
um, yeah, it's like wholeness, having the, the fullness of both of you be fully loved and accepted and just be allowed to be here. And um, I'm curious in terms, you kind of touched on a little bit, but I'm curious in terms of uh, the relationship, if there's certain practices, like weekly practices or date nights or any structures that you found that are kind of nuts and bolts that have helped you or, or not. Yeah, one of our, um, our key pillars for communication that's up-leveled our communication exponentially is just coming back to, one, seeking to understand before mm. they understood. So like, it's like this beautiful dance of holding space for one another when communicating, sharing, you know, an experience. And we can notice triggers come up, you yeah. know, like, you know, attune to that and also really seek to understand before the need to be understood. It's been a huge one yeah. uh, relationship and, yeah. and communication in general. Mm -hmm. I think this would be super healing for the world. Uh, the second one is acceptance, radical acceptance of this person exactly where they're at on their path, um, not needing to change them, not needing them to be a certain way um, to appease my needs. Third one is compassion. Just like, you know, instead of second chakra wide open, it's like fourth chakra, just beaming them with compassion exactly where they're at and mm. just, um, love, acceptance, and understanding. That Those pillars have been really key for um, next level communication. That's huge. And so for pillar number two, I'm curious about the nuance of making requests. So like, cause there's that like accepting someone exactly as they are. And then there's also like requests and relationship and maybe like, Oh, I'm wondering if you could do it this way. Curious, like how that, how you guys view that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, just backing up a little bit, because when we were dating and, and before we became parents, we did do healing music, sound healing together regularly. We play hand pan, I play crystal bowls and harp, and our daily practice together, morning or night, was sitting in our meditation chairs, playing music and, mm. and meditating, and we would take turns like guiding each other through our own internal map you know, of grounding and um, reclaiming. And now with baby in the picture, it's much more about like giving each other breaks. So we're more alternating time than we are like, you know, as so we can go have our practice. And so there has been some structure since the baby of like him feeding her a, a bottle a day. And spending two hours he's working full time i'm taking time off but spending two full hours a day like really you know be with baby time so that i can so that i can take a break um and so yeah. those and that's like by request um have have worked out harmoniously and it's not always like perfect or by the book for us we're not super like planners or time sticklers were mostly like spontaneous and really intuitive um, decision makers. Nice. But we flow, you know, but to just yeah. have intentions even set into place um, and asks of each other, like it, it helps a lot because that gives me time to have my reset and to have my, my break from, um, you know, so much responsibility. So. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Sounds like you guys are navigating that really well. We're both really responsive to each other's requests, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And it like it goes back and forth of meeting each other's requests with things. Um, and we just have learned like we have a natural way to let things go really quickly. Like we haven't ever had an argument that's lasted longer than a day which is really incredible. And part of that is just remembering to zoom out, like when we're back in our own personal space again for a minute, like zooming out and looking at the big picture and instead of thinking about what needs to change or what needs to be different or what's happening in the future, just re remembering how far we've come together and like 
So zooming out, big picture, and then gratitude and appreciations always like an immediate um, reset back into harmony for us. So I feel super blessed about how quickly we can like overcome conflict um, and just like let things go and flow. It's a huge lesson. Huge. Yeah, I'm curious in terms of if either either of you is triggered, um, what you, A, how do you self-soothe when one of you is triggered, but also how do you help the other soothe? What happens with that? Yeah. So when, when triggered, how do we self-soothe? And so either, yeah, you, both, kind of both, and the self-soothing and the helping the other person calm down or, or digest whatever's coming up. Yeah, so we take turns. It's a dance, right? So if, like, if someone has something coming up, then um, we know there's a talk, something that needs to be expressed. Oftentimes, um, we'll precedent that with some clarity first around, all right, do you, would you like me to hold space and just listen? Would you like me to give advice and help you solve a problem? Or, or are you not sure? And, and that's... Mm, love that. It's a Jedi mind trick for getting really clear on the level of communication and then coming back to those three pillars. Totally. And when we're triggered, like, you know, we're human. I get, I get triggered in the midst of, you know, conversations and stuff. And so, um, yep. self lot is like, it's been really beautiful with Randolyn because unlike any other partner, I've been able to stand in the fire, like really like be, with it and notice how I want to like get the F out of Dodge or like just want to go, you know, my mind's like, this is uncomfortable. What uh, coping mechanism can we tap into to solve this problem that feels uncomfortable and just instead observing all that and breathing into it. And, and so we, we dance, it's like holding space for one another. Yeah. And, and it's, um, yeah, we've, we've gotten really good at it where um, I think this, you know, the rate at which we can move through triggers, resistance, um, conflict that comes up and, and move through that as gracefully as we do now is an amazing sign of our strength in our relationship. And it's, and it, so we always come back to this like deep trust that whatever um, wants to come up and out and through is, um, is meant to be for the highest healing and, and for, um, and sometimes, you know, when we say things that, you don't mean it's in an emotional state and right. waiting like two or three days before and a lot of times we can, you know, recognize that, Oh, wow. Like my emotions were super high. My intelligence was super low. And yeah. I was processing, um, you know, this from like a wounded place um, saying these things, I apologize. And, and that's, been- that's huge. That's what you just said. It's huge. Just the apology, the owning of where it was coming from, like just for everyone listening, like that is so huge to be able to do that and to, um, to own our mistakes and own when we might've said something we regret and, and also to share where it's coming from because then it has that awareness. It brings that awareness to it that can just really allow the other partner to, to have more compassion and understanding, which is so healing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, then it, and then we always come back to love in a new, even more expansive way. You know? yeah. yeah. And love making. I wonder <laughs> sometimes if she, I, I joke that she just triggers me sometimes to get more passion revved up so that we can have knowing I could see right through that or we can just stick over the conflict sometimes it's great <laughs> it is a way to fan the flames of the fire you know yeah because I have to like yeah, right. take a look to reflect and see if I'm doing that am I stoking this fire mm. you know um the only thing I'd add to that yeah I shared is like really radical self-responsibility so for both of us we share an understanding that relationshaping relationship is our means for our deepest growth is our means for our deepest evolution so 
stay curious with ourselves in the face of being triggered. Something's coming up for me. I'm feeling a reaction to this thing. This is an edge. Like, okay. You know, so my conversation with self, and we're, we both like are really good at giving ourselves and each other space yeah. to reflect in the process around what's coming up. Um, so we don't like try to figure it out for each other. Yeah. Like, Rush in. Even in the moment, we're, we'll usually give each other some space before we come back to the conversation so that we have some time to process and reach clarity on what is emerging. For both of us, there's almost an excitement in a weird way, like (laughs) when something comes up or when we're a little triggered because we're like, ooh, like it's an edge. Here's a growth opportunity. Like something's pushing one of my buttons, what's here? So then we realize that it's our inner child that's needing some love. It's a version of myself that died that's needing to be honored and I'm wanting to feel the grief for honoring that version of myself you know that's been recently with becoming a mother like feeling old versions of myself not in the picture so um, so it's easy to like get emotional or flustered or start to like let some of that energy of the pain out on each other and um, so when that's arising, it gets to actually recenter us. We actually get to realign. We actually get a, like a huge insight, a huge piece of the puzzle of the mystery of the self, you know, which is forever evolving. And I feel like that shared understanding we both had before we met, and that's like right. a, a really important um, piece. You it's know? like a value that you guys both had individually that you brought in. Yep. Um, so for all the women that are listening who are single, I'm curious, what is the number one trait that you would tell them to look for in their next partner? Love to ask each of you. One trait to look for in their partner. Um, I would say compassion. Mm. Back to the third pillar, communication is like when we're built on a foundation, relationships are built on a foundation of love and compassion, unconditional love, then there's room to thrive. That's beautiful. So first, first compassion. I ask this to all the couples, so I think that's the first one, and I love that so much. Um, yeah, I mean, easefulness, easefulness. <laughs> You're not calling in transformation anymore? Easefulness. <laughs> <laughs> would that be the quality, Emsner? Would that be a quality in the partner? Quality in the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, quality in the partner. Yeah. Um, him being joyful, like him bringing the joy. I think someone who fully, fully loves you and understands you and accepts you and. <laughs> Yeah. Someone who feels like they're giving you that permission constantly to be the fullest expression of yourself. So huge. So, so huge. Oh, so big. Yeah. Most definitely, huh, mm-hmm. Sophia? <laughs> and um, I'm curious, again, this is just so helpful for everyone listening. I'm curious, what, what was the relationship that was modeled to you growing up with your parents? Um, you know, like what was maybe dynamics that were there um, that you might have had to overcome in order to attract this or, or that were modeled that you really, you know, have, have continued and emulated because they were so important? Uh, great question. Um, you know, what first comes to me is um, my resistance, so this is further down the road in our relationship, but my resistance to marriage is huge. Um, I witnessed my father, you know, he was married three times, divorced three times, had lived with each, which was beautiful, amazing siblings, and, and so blessed to have such a big family. And I got to see the good, the bad, and the ugly yeah. in, in marriage. And and in divorce and so that um 
I, I was a little unconsciously wounded from that around like the, you know, marriage in general and what that is for our society, our culture. And so that usual path didn't really resonate with me. And so um, when Brandon Lynn and I, you know, felt rose in love, it was like, hey, what are your thoughts on marriage? And it like brought up some triggers for me. And it was exciting because like she mentioned, it's a relationship. We get to shape it into what we want it to be. Exactly. Huge um, like breakthrough for me was really letting go of old stories around marriage and what that has to be. And, and, um, and, and I realized why I experienced that, that actually helped my dad and I bond so much more. Mm. Of that was one of his like rock bottoms that I got to come back from college during the weekend and hold space for him before I even knew what that term meant. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and that helped us bond and really like um, reinforced our relationship. And so there's blessings in it all. And that's allowed us to create our version of marriage and, and allow for we each value freedom a lot. And so it was interesting, you know, getting to have that as a centerpiece in our marriage as well. It's really been beautiful. Um, and it's amazing how much our parents influence that, you know, and it's like, in every level of the relationship, there's always another initiation. (laughs) And that was a big one. And so, um, and, and on the other end of that initiation was this, just the most spectacular wedding and beautiful next level um, of commitment and next level of intimacy that was available to us. And, right. and like, just, you know, it was really incredible what unfolded after that initiation. So, yeah. Yeah, I just want to commend you for for looking at that shadow and working through it and and like standing in the fire of that and burning through that. That's huge, 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 huge. So thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, Yeah, it's a big one for us to move through, you know. Um, And there was like some beautiful healings that came through from moving through that together. For me, my parents, still married they've been married for 39 years yeah I should interview them that's amazing they you know they they are just really modeled to me that like no matter what happens you work through it they definitely Mm. have like can't live with each other can't live without each other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it just showed me like no matter what goes on in life no matter it how stuff can come up or they're even moving through some hairy moments at times like you always come back together you know and and the way that they both held themselves and held such integrity and such loyalty with that my whole life is incredible and it's uh, something that's totally rubbed off on me I remember being a little girl and being at a gas station with my mom we went in to like get a drink and some guy was like checking her out the whole time, you know, just looking at her. And I was like, mom, like, you didn't even look back. Like, did you notice that guy staring at you the whole time? Like he was hitting on you, you know? And she's like, no, I don't notice. Like for me, none of that's an option. You know, just like strong, like boundary that she didn't even have the awareness of it in her field. And I feel similarly that like, since I've met, Charles, it's like that switch has just been turned off to men in the outer world. And I I really haven't felt like attraction to another man since I met him. Because I'm just like, yeah. I'm not even allowing room for that energy in my consciousness. Um, yeah. So that's beautiful. And also um, my parents owned a business together that they just sold their company. So they had a business together for like 16 years where they were 50-50 owners. My mom was the CFO and my dad was a CEO and worked together and just like made their community, made their employees, made their dream like in action together as well um, in the home and in work. 
And so my modeling my whole life is like, you fall in love, you get married, you connect together on a vision for a dream and you make it happen. And that's very real. So um, it's beautiful to have that kind of like flexibility. We're both in this together. Like we're both carrying this. We're both doing this. um, As partners. And I feel like that's something that... uh, has really rubbed up on us too and super super grateful for them to have their role modeling and their um yeah like example of just sticking sticking to it yeah that's huge it's a huge Mm -hmm. example i i can't even call them like um parents-in-law father-in-law mother-in-law because that usually comes with a a negative connotation of sorts so all bonus parents (laughs) scored (laughs) <laughs> totally beautiful and then um let's end with this fun question um which is curious and again maybe there aren't any but I'm curious like what are the things I believe that keeping the passion alive like yeah the erotic energy alive in a long-term relationship is incredibly important and is something that couples it's good to kind of have your attention on and prioritize and so I'm curious, like, if there's anything that really feeds that for, you know, living, when you're living together, raising a child together, right? All these things that can create, you know, neutrality or whatever. And so I'm curious, like, what are the things that you feel like um, really feed that for b- the both of you? Dance parties. <laughs> you put on good music. Nice. Yeah. I love, love that. It's one of the simplest things, you know. Super sexy, super fun, yeah. Free expression um, and allowing ourselves to share our truth. Um, and and even share it in our um, fantasies. And like, uh, allowing a safe space for that conversation to ensue. Yeah. It can be really beautiful. Yeah. And um, so... <clears throat> that um you know date night and it's a date for three or four sometimes now with Sophia and, and the puppy and uh uh-huh. and that's fun too yeah Old travel companion we've been all over already even during quarantine it's been really interesting because you know she was pregnant we we're like yeah well we landed our perfect house in lakeway near austin and we you know got married did all these things and landed here just in time for nesting and doing our own version of quarantine before, right before the COVID and everything hit. And it was just it's kind of funny and nice that everybody else is joining us on this um, quarantine. Totally. Um, the sacred pause, I call it. It's totally. Really beautiful and allowed us to, to really remember what's important and, and notice where um, our attention goes to things that aren't important and, and like really um, discerning in that. And so um, it's, I think that traveling, incorporating vacation mm-hmm. vibration into our daily lives keeps things exciting, you know? Yeah. Healthy, you know? Yeah. We're always booking, whether it's mini vacations um, or nice. beach in, in South Padre Island and feel mm-hmm. super refreshed and, <laughs> rejuvenated from that and you know we uh there's just so much to experience so we're always setting the intention of falling in for all the greatest things that life has to offer it's exciting i love that i love that yeah i would second that novelty and playfulness and co-creating adventures together where we feel like we can just unwind and be a version of ourselves we want to be in that moment um, together having a break from domesticated duties is really really refreshing Um, and one thing that he didn't mention that I'd add is staying really present like just staying so present because in presence there is mystery in presence we are always faced with embracing the unknown and finding peace with the mystery of life. We're married, yes, and we have a vision to be together for this life. And we 
actually have no idea what the future will be. So we, we release it. We let it, we let go of what we don't know. We admit and embrace what we don't know. And that brings more passion and more like, I'm just going to savor this while I'm here. I'm just love this so fully while it's here for me because I have no idea what might happen in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So we never try to fool our minds to think that we do know what's going to happen in those 15, 20 years, even when we do have the vision for it. And I really believe, you know, we have to reconcile the opposing parts in ourselves. Like we have a part of us that seeks security. In the right. Totally. Have a part of ourselves that seeks fun and adventure and play and mystery and like thrill and novelty. Right. So that's yeah. that being present is like and embracing the mystery is a natural way to feed the part of ourselves that wants the the thrill, mm-hmm. the spontaneity you know and we can even feel that in the midst of a secure and stable life because that's you know reality of this human experience Mm -hmm. is it is it is a beautiful mystery that we're dancing with all the time so um, being aware of those opposing parts within ourselves too that are just natural for what we're looking for in relationship is really key so that we're not acting out of those opposing parts of ourselves, but we're like witnessing them. Mm, love <laughs> like, that so much. I'm going more towards security right now. Like, okay, now I'm going more towards thrill and yeah. fun adventure right now. And just like we can observe the process and watch ourselves dance between those parts of ourselves um, rather totally. than at war with each other you know exactly but also it's like you guys have really found in each other a partner who values both of that the security and the freedom the you know play and the like grounded kind of creating in the world structure so I love I love that because um yeah it just allows it to flourish to really have that kind of mirrored in both of you like the the adventure and the and the home and family so really cool. Space is really important. Yeah, such a so so wonderful to and also oh and I just want to also mirror that piece around um, presence. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that like that before. So that was really powerful to hear. Which is so I'm just going to really highlight it. Which is like how being present with your partner. It's like even after years and years how it's that piece of like, yeah, everyone's new and different every single day. So if you're actually present with them and you're able to actually see them as they are, then there's going to be new and mystery and thrill. And yeah, it's really cool concept. Memories in HD and like vivid, vivid, you know, moments that we get to record. Like we're always coming back to our need for security because it's like you never too comfortable there. You're always a little out of your comfort zone. And that really fuels the passion. You know, we're always like, where's, I want to come home. I want to come home to you. Like, um, so finding that like way to, to just dance with the divine mystery of it all and the mystery it, within each other, I think. Mm, so, so beautiful. Yeah, thank you so so much it's been such an honor such a pleasure um thank you so enjoyed getting to know you both on this deeper level and um yeah so much wisdom and learning and just the energy just for everyone listening like i encourage you to just take in the energy of the vibration of this amazing couple that is really you know creating amazingness in the world and also at home and I know everyone can really feel that um, as, as, as you're listening. So yeah, I, I always encourage just like take a deep breath into your nervous system and just feel because so many people in this world want that flow and that harmony in relationships and, um, and you guys are embodying it. So, so, so awesome to get to experience this beautiful love and um, yeah, learn and 
witness all of this. So thank you so much. Thank you for thank a beautiful so reflection much. and this opportunity. It's been really fun. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to Rewire Your Attachment Style. This is Maya Diamond to receive your two free gifts to help you on your journey to lasting love and to start rewiring your attachment style today. Go to empowerlove.us forward slash love.